Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because, together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. Hi, folks. Welcome to SCORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This hour brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a grocery store, liquor store, retail store, and you're having trouble getting cashiers, we'll do what the big boys are doing, like Home Depot, Costco, and Walmart. Get yourself a self-checkout system. That's right. Call them at 800-540-2149. They'll come out. They'll look at your facility. And if their system will work for you and and it turns into a win-win, Jeff, Mark, Beth, Ted, Tony, and Ramon will be more than happy to put your system in and support it seven days a week, 24 hours a day. 800-540-2149. If folks don't want to work, you have an alternative. Southwest Point of Sale. Also, I want to thank... Alpha Site Logistics for supporting SDORC Dirt Radio. They've been serving Imperial Valley for over 20 years. They offer portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. Call them at 760-352-8383 if you're planning on an event out in the desert. Make sure you call them early. And you can check them out at Facebook at www.facebook.com slash alphalogistics.com. Or just off of logistics, and you'll see him. Audrey and Ed's in the house today. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Excellent. Doing Thank real you. well. Thank you, Dave. No trauma in your week this week? <laughs> <laughs> you know, How's living life coming? in the fast lane. You haven't, yeah. you haven't I'm, rolled I'm your Jeep. You haven't run over anybody. or No, no, no. Spent part of the week hanging off the side of El Cajon City Hall. Do it for work. But oh. aside from that. Hanging no. off the side of the building. Yeah, pretty that, much. Is that what the judge told you to do? <laughs> Jeez, I don't think I want to know why you got that sentence. But. No, no, it's for my work at Glasgow. So, oh, yeah, we're reglazing the windows yeah. out they're there. They're making so. you hang off the side of the building? Well, I'm a project manager, so I'm watching Kay. my guy who's who's on a bosun chair on the have side of the building, 110 heard, feet up off huh. the Have you ever delegate. heard of binoculars? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I ran back and forth. Because you don't him. look like somebody that would bounce real well. <laughs> you know, no offense, but uh, you know, I was I was trying you'd... to be the one to to have him let me go down the oh, side. Oh, you want to set the example? Well, yeah, of course I do. You She's know, she's a leader. They're all they're all Dave's little afraid of heights. And, Audrey's and balance. You've up. never I'm seen like... her on my three wheeler in the desert, sliding oh. around the turn, bouncing over the hills. Oh, I know how to throw my hips around and never think, and never fell off. I don't think you've ever fallen off my three wheeler. All those I don't rides. think I. Actually, I've, oh. I haven't fallen uh, off. I did not almost make not make it up the hill the oh, last that time, one but time? I rolled. I, I caught myself and brought it back That's down, right. and I, I worked it all shall the way down we, the hill. Uh, I didn't flip at all. Shall we knock rolled. on a little wood right that here? That was it. Yeah, by yeah. Pain, yeah, out of me, Painted Gorge, between Painted Gorge and Ocotillo, that one. Yeah. Deep, deep wash. I haven't we even through. actually ran my leg over on your three-wheeler. Now my husband's two fifty R that's built to the till. Oh, I almost ripped my my famous calf for tearing off. your leg. Yeah, you put we were... your foot down and the back tire just grabs it and oh, yeah. pull. Oh yeah. Yeah, we it, were it's in the operator's manual. I love three wheelers. Yeah, if you <laughs> Never get put your, your foot down. If you want to get your leg ripped off, put your foot down. It yeah. says yeah. it right on page nine. Yeah, 
and yeah. a picture of Audrey. You want a tire track <laughs> on your calf? <laughs> yeah, it's um. So there's a few different things going on uh, the to talk about. Um, there was a uh, we kind of touched based on the OHV MBR uh, OHMVR commission meeting that happened off highway motor vehicle. Recreation uh, Commission, Recreation Commission um, meeting that happened. Um, uh, there was some good speakers, excellent speakers that uh, were. Able you were to just speak playing a video for us, uh, mm, Karen, Karen Sudi, yes. who's the wife of Jim. Um, of Jim Sudi, and he's president of Friends of Oceano Dunes. Yes. She she's a very passionate. I was going to say, remind me not remind me not to make her mad. Oh gosh, no. yeah, yeah. So she got up and she gave him an earful. Yes. Well, and, and, you know, I listened to it before we came on air. Thank you for motivating myself. Yeah. Uh, now I'm angry. But, <laughs> I mean, she made oh, perfect. she so mad. She makes, I do. I get so I do, too. Irritate. That's why I do this. I get irritated in this hour, and then I'm cool the next, the next, and then oh, I'm and irritated. And you get to the, the gun two. rights. Yeah, then yeah. I'm irritated. And then you're ready to throw something well, through the window. you know, I got to tell you. I mean, and we have got to start standing up. Yeah. Whether it's, I agree. Whether it is, uh, you know, for the desert, for the beaches, we've got to quit being so complacent and just sitting back on our butts, thinking that somebody else is going to do it for us. You can hang on to that, and, and you know, it's it just it literally irritates me to no end. I mean, we've got to start fighting the fight because if we don't, they'll just walk all over us. Yes. Yeah. And your kids and your grandkids are all going to be in serious trouble. So what Audrey's talking about is Oceano Dunes, otherwise known as Pismo Beach. It's an off-road park where you can drive on the beach and the sand dunes just inland by San Luis Obispo. Yep. So a couple of years ago, we saw that the air pollution people were giving the park a hard time. They, they were really turning the screws and the park had to take a variety of measures to reduce dust blowing off the place and it's an extremely dusty place those sand dunes were made by the wind blowing beach sand sure. inland it's been happening for thousands and thousands of years so they, they got to stop it well so the so state parks bent over backwards they satisfied the air pollution people so they put fish, in these horrible ugly they, wind orange fences we, and unsafe locations stuff. then the, the um, fish and wildlife people there's 10 listed species in that area uh, between the federal list and the state list and there's threatened and there's endangered this is one that chaps my hide there's 10 species and so now the fish and wildlife people wanted stuff done so state parks did a lot of stuff and they satisfied them planting grass they, which is an invasive they, species they did stuff for the the birds the snowy plover and the least tern they did a lot of stuff to help and they satisfied these people and then, out of the blue, the Coastal Commission said, oh, you need to renew your permit. I'm like, what? Like, what's the timeline on the permit? Well, it's been 21 years. So why is it an odd number of years? It's just weird that when those two agencies couldn't close the place, now this one's going to come in. And try to. And, and try to close, close it up. Down. And the, the timing is weird because it's not like a, a uniform number of years before you need a new permit. And, and I would say, can you show me with the permit that says it expires in 2021, <laughs> August? It's, it's it's just weird. And so they went can through they some gyrations. Can they no, show they you can't. that permit? They, Has anybody I, I asked them to show sure. me? I haven't sure. seen it. I don't know. Well, no, but... To, I thought and it's that sort it of an on, It's permit. just weird. Yeah, but see, that's that your right. That's your right to see 
you know, that'd be like if somebody says, I'm evicting you. Well, why are you evicting me? Because you didn't make your payments. Well, can you why? show me where I didn't make my payments? Yeah, but no, we're just but it's due at the end of the month, and this is the begin, yeah, the middle of the month. Yes, yeah, like oh, the the president's been in office three years. Well, it's time. To I mean, end. do we? No, you get really, a four year term. So do it's we weird. Really look that stupid. I mean, do so we the, seriously? So look the Coastal that stupid? Commission, so they had a vote, and I don't. I've seen a lot of these kind of bodies make votes, and I've never seen a thirteen to nothing. A vote that was extremely controversial because a lot of people want to have the place open and there's a handful there's a good number of people that want to see it closed there's people that like it's a controversial subject there's oceano dunes all the sierra clubbers want it closed all the off-roaders want it open there's 13 people they every single one voted to close it that seems a little weird to me but why would they want to destroy all those businesses in pismo beach well, that's one of the arguments and the issues. They're saying the that, Club that, doesn't that care. it thrives more. They said last year with COVID, um, yeah, at San Luis Obispo County, some of the officials said last year with COVID, with the shutdowns and having the dunes actually closed, that those businesses thrived. When you actually look at that area, what happened, those businesses did not thrive. How Most of they, them are, are struggling to keep their doors open right now. Can they now. List, give you a they, list of those businesses that survived? Once those dunes opened back up and, and we had people coming back in, they started thriving again. Well, of course. And then they had, you know, bringing it back their employees, and it, it definitely made All a difference. All I can say is I'm There's lucky no- I'm nowhere near any of these meetings because <laughs> I would be handcuffed, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I would be dragged out by my ankles. Let's take well, a quick- see, that doesn't achieve anything. You have to be respectful to Oh, I could be respectful. Point. I just wouldn't leave the building until I got an answer or documents. Oh. Well, let's take a break and come back. See, you got me all fired This is S-T-O-R-T Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment brought to you by the good folks at Wayne Miller Tire. Wayne Miller Mobile Tire out in Santee. He's here for all your automotive needs. If you need to get an alignment, you need to get your brakes done, you're looking for tires, he's here to help you out. If you're in a big rig stuck on the side of the road or on a construction site and you need your tractor tire changed, give Wayne Miller Mobile Tire a call, 619-596-2800. So I got a call from a buddy of mine. He said, hey, man, my buddy's trying to put 40-inch tire and wheel on his truck and nobody will mount him. <laughs> oh, I got just the guy for you. So I sent him to Wayne Miller. So we'll see how that worked out. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's a big, I mean, t- that's a big tire. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, look at the semis. You know, semis, they put big monster they, tires on their trucks. So oh. I couldn't. He does it. Was yeah. it a liability thing or just it was too much tire no, for just, most shops? They just wouldn't. They just, I, I don't think they had the, the, the machine to do it. I think it just takes too a, much tire. Well, yeah, yeah 40 yeah. inch tire and wheel. I think it was on a, a pickup truck. Yeah. 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 So. So I sent him to Wayne Miller. That's what the trophy trucks run now, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the that, trucks out there actually exactly. run it. You'd be surprised. So anyway, um, so we're talking about Oceana Dudes. We're talking about the Sierra Club. We're talking about... It feels like a conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that the know? Sierra Club has infiltrated government, and they're just pushing all the agencies. We don't want that. We don't want off-roading and Oceana Dunes. you got to help us stop it. And they just go from one agency to another till they get what they want. 
I mean, one of the things that they talk about, one of the things that Karen Sudi talked about with the OHV commission meeting was um, throwing down hay. This is something that we touched base on a year, year and a half ago when we were talking <clears throat> Oceano Dunes. When, when they did the closure of the 45 acres of the front line um, and reduced the camping permits um, in December 2019 down from 950 to 450, um, you know, this is one of the things they talked about. They went through and threw straw down all over, right? This is reduced the dust and mitiga- mitigation right they're and reducing this and it's indigenous. not and they're and it's not indigenous and then and then you know i'm sorry have you ever been out into the desert in the valley have you been in those stacks of hay or or stacks of straw you know what's you know what lives in the stacks of straw mice <laughs> and rats right. um you know yeah. feeding off the bugs and the insects so you're telling and, me that we're worried about the endangered from species other, from right? other places the snowy plover that's out there yet they're out there and they just threw out a bunch of straw in boy scout um so they're the, introducing in the, yeah. invasive species so, to that could maybe eat the What's eggs. The of the- How much dust are we talking about? Are we talking uh, Sahara sandstorms? Because, it's unpleasant when it's blowing out there. It forth. gets in your face. It's windy but every But it's natural day. dust. It's natural formation. The tide, the tide goes out. The, the beach is exposed. Prove, it dries out and the wind blows the sand inland. did we prove last year yes. that yes, the wind is still there? It's not have anything to do with vehicles. Has nothing to do with people. Well, what got pro? What 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 was actual scientific evidence was the debate all along is that the wind is picking up silica dust and blowing silica dust, and it is a dangerous dust that will affect the people in the nearby community. Right? They're breathing silica. Silica is mm-hmm. horrible in your lungs, and it and it's very yeah. bad. It's, it, a, it's, it's a certain material, it's a certain and material. it's a certain size. It's, it's, it's it's that size where it's it's uh, big enough to stick in your lung. It's like it, it's the that's if it's small disproven. if it's too small it'll blow in and blow out. If it's too big it won't get down there. So there's a size range of dust where it'll get in your lung and it'll stay there and it'll cause problems. And so they're saying that this dust is the kind of dust that's toxic to people. Until the script the study script came out, study come out and yep. completely reversed it and said, so then no. what was their response after that? Well, this is this is now the false narrative. To... This is we're bar- we're burying Scripps School of Institute. Let's 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 hide and bury the evidence from the scientists that actually disprove they're, they're just not what our narrative that. is and what it, what we've said for the last twenty years and why Wear we need to close this the down. <laughs> <laughs> a dust right? mask. Wear a dust mask at the I'm beach. Yeah, it, the, the beach they, is they're toxic. Make, they're making you wear masks in schools. They're making you wear a mask everywhere else, and they're trying to get a nationwide It's out mask. of control. We can't do that. We need to fight back. It's I unsafe. Know. It's unhealthy. Yeah. I'm I'm rebreathing my own it, it, moisture back into my lungs. You know, you want to talk about the issues that we have? I have asthma. I try not I to wear a mask as much as I possibly can. It definitely affected me. You know, uh, and then you have the medical community that they're, you know, I just, like, yeah. okay, that's a whole nother but, subject you know, in itself. So, we where are we at with this? Hours. I mean, we, you guys had that big chat yes, last week, four hours long or however long it was. <clears throat> oh, no, that was all day, three day long okay. for the so, off so now what? motor what happens vehicle. At, what happens we'll we'll after just that? see how it moves through and what happens with it. Um, so, there so, was a California Coastal Commission meeting last week, too, that. That played out. Uh, basically, it was a... So there's an off-road vehicle commission, right? The OHMVR, Off-Highway Motor Vehicle Recreation Commission. So they had a meeting, and people like Karen Sudi and people like us go before them, and they say, we want Oceana Dunes And they're on open. your side. 
And this commission is on our side. The, the commissioners are off-roaders. I'm friends with a couple of them, uh, Tom Lemon and Patricia Urena. They're amazing. They, they like off-roading. I took them on a tour last year. I, right. I talked about it on the radio. I, I took them and Brian Jones, yep. the senator. We, I led them around. They had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, they like us. So, so they have this meeting, and this is a public forum where off-roaders can go to the commission and say, we have a problem. Can you help us solve it? So Karen Sudi was up there describing the problem with the dust and the hay and, and stuff at Oceano Dunes. So she's handing the problem over to the OHMVR commission and asking them to help with it. So the commission st- sits there and they hear people complain. And then they go back and they, they work behind the lines, behind the scenes, trying to fix the problem. It's a difficult problem. This is a very difficult problem. I don't know of another way of fixing it besides the lawsuit. Actually, Corva has been talking about a, a different course of action, and, and I can't talk about it probably for almost a half a year. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see what happens. But but it, it's a difficult problem. We may never get it. So if you're all wondering why we're making such a big deal out of Oceana Dunes and Pismo Beach, because if it happens there, it oh. can happen anywhere i guarantee you the next up in line is akatia wells akatia wells will be the next one that is attacked carnegie is currently under attack right now and they said that they're not giving up carnegie you know the 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 neighbor up there made it very clear in his statements last year that if he loses that lawsuit uh, for the expansion area he's going to go straight after the svra itself um you know and with the with this being you know the number one thing is dust mitigation um, you know, endangered species, they can they can turn around and say the same thing in Akatia Wells SVRA. The wind comes up, it's up against the mountains, the wind comes down <clears throat> through those mountains. They've staged a bunch of on the other side of the desert, they have half of the deserts taken for windmills for the same, you know, area, the same wind coming through. So how's it, you know, you have military test range going on right there. They come and do touchdowns all the time with helicopters near the mm-hmm. um near the uh, dump oh. over uh, Octia Wells on the by the, um, the dry lake right right down there right. by the end of Split Mountain and Road. You, every time one of those helicopters comes and touches down and picks up and goes off again, can you imagine and, the dust and that airplanes gets they have with that? You with, know, all week the military sends from El Centro. They send airplanes over there for touch and goes. And the park is like, we don't like it, but what can, you know, it's, that's the American military. We can't stop them. Yeah, we've reached out to state parks in regards to helping us out with that and trying to help because oh, yeah, that's one of the Andrew things. Oh, yeah, I talked to Andrew about it, the they superintendent. They have one of the, the test like, stations you know, What are we going to do? But how do, how do we impact this? Uh, how do we go about that's You're up against uh, the military with well, that one. But one it's like is, if it, if they win at Oceana Dunes and Oceana Dunes gets closed down, that just it's fuel for the fire. It's it, you know our next SVRAs. Right. Um, you can look up well, friends of Oceana Dunes. Jared actually, talked after that. And, this, this these airplanes doing touch and goes. It's not necessarily a bad thing for us because if the the environmentalists say okay, there's too much dust coming out of this place, we'll say we'll look. It's not just the off roaders. The military are doing their touch and goes in there. So go sue the military. And leave us alone. So right. it gives us a scapegoat. And right. and they That's really, right. in one of those airplanes going through there, that makes as much dust as a thousand dirt bikes. If and, not and, more. And there's never a thousand dirt bikes no. out there. No. no. So you have to look at it and, and, and it's well, relative. Well, it's like you said, you know, you can't 
can't get mad. You just got to keep pushing and keep. You got to yeah. keep. You have you to understand be a fly in the ointment. You have to understand how the system works. Like where is the where is the the logical point where you can come in? Like whether you go to a commission meeting, you talk to an elected official, you call somebody who works at an agency. How can we make an effect? And our organization, San Diego Off Road Coalition, we try to understand how that works and apply our pressure the best way. So tying the commissioner behind a three-wheeler and going down the sidewalk is not the answer. Well, I mean, like, I don't know if mine would pull, Tom. Oh, I'd get one big (laughs) enough. Get a sand car. Um, We have a a state lobbyist, Kathy Lynch, and she helps us. She understands the system much better than Audrey and I. We're on this show. I've been asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting. God, your memory is about as... was that time ass- I hit the ground? He's needs an ass- When no, I broke right my ribs, at- I never hit my head, and right I still can't another- remember. No. I've been asking. <laughs> I've been asking to talk to her since we started this radio show, and you keep saying, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'll have to contact her." Right. Know. And I'll, then I go. I, then I, after the show, I'm leaving for Big Bear for three days. No, you're not. Wednesday. You're yeah. going to go home, and you're going to send her an email and say, "We need you to call in next Sunday." And yeah. then I'll go to Big Bear. Then you can go to Then Big I go Bear. drive around in the forest. Whatever you want to do. But you can't leave <laughs> go to the until Ranger you Station. contact her. Right. Kayaking. Because, because, you know, I mean, I, it sounds to me like I've never met this woman. She's very passionate about what she does. She's uh, such a professional. Well, that's what she's, she's so, so freaking amazing. good. I've known a bunch of lobbyists. We've we've had a we've had what three state lobbyists? And when's the last time you talked to a lobbyist you liked? Okay, so you need that's, like, your, that's your homework. Actually, I like all the lobbyists I've worked with. Okay. I don't think they're all the same amount of effectiveness. True. But you have homework now. I have yes. homework. Before you let's go to get Big Kathy Bear. on. And let's see, can you tell us about legislation? Can you tell us about well, Oceano Dunes? I what, think what can should, we do? I think we should have her call in once a month. Now, I already know where the argument is going to be. It's Sunday. I'm with my family. I get it. We're only talking 10 minutes, but I get it. So what we will do is we'll set up a midweek. Midweek, we'll make a call. Live to tape. Pick a day. 10 minutes. No more. And if we got a hold of her once a month to give updates. I like it. Yeah, but you're not writing nothing down. But if we we do updates (laughs) once a month and that goes out to the off-road community... That's that's huge. Yeah, and I think that's it would huge. it would and if people heard from her, I think people joining SDORC and Corva and everything would 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 uptick, because they really believe the money they're giving you guys is going to a good cause. If she is as outstanding as you guys say she is, oh, she's absolutely uh, she's amazing. Right. She's she a pro. Finds things that okay, so you know every time you come in studio. You know I'm not going to leave this alone. I better have her. You better gonna, have her. But we could do it midweek. We could do like a Wednesday. At, All right. Let's take a break and come back. All right. Right here on SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. PRMI Mortgage. Tell us about them. Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc., he's here to help you out for any of your loans. Uh, If you're looking to refinance your home, if you're looking to be a new buyer, I guess the government has a kickback for you. Chris is here to help you out. Make sure you get your correct tax write-off. Give him a call at 619-713-1303. That's Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc., out in Alpine. Chris Wiley. Or if you want to go dual sporting with his Chris and his XR650. There you go. 
Also, He's also a writer. San Diego <laughs> Off-Road Magazine. You'll never get more updated information than S-D-O-R-M. That's or S-S-O-R-M dot com. Steve and Sherry do a phenomenal job keeping all you off-roaders up to date. Check them out. Uh, you can get them online at www.ssorm.com. There's a opportunity you can sell off-road products. You can put your cool <clears throat> photos on. And any events coming up, that's probably the by far the best place to go to get that information. They have the best coming events section. If you like off-roading, you want to go see a race, an expo, a poker run, um, for all kind of disciplines. <laughs> So Trials, talking. vintage, motocross, uh, truck racing, short course, long course. Side by side, dune Side fest. by side, dune So talking stuff. events and talking um, what happened and things to look up. Uh, the Sand Outlaw series happened last week up in Oregon, um, the Dune Fest up there. The that Sand was Outlaw series? Yes, that was pretty they awesome. They race on the sand? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's drags, there's racing. They do different uh, things. Like official it's drag a, racing? It's a huge, yeah, it's a I've huge I've seen videos draw. of sand drags. Mm-hmm. Holy mackerel. Yeah, they, they uh, have a few different <sighs> locations throughout the year. I think there's four or five separate uh, series this year where they're going to be racing. Um, they started in Glamis and the ended in glamis um and so it was pretty awesome watching some of the videos that came out of there last weekend there's the lot of of big names out there um what's it called again that's the sand outlaw series sand so could you go on youtube or oh, yeah. somewhere and, and see people going nuts on their sand vehicles oh yes yeah oh, that, that's i tell you go watch a video of some sand drags like you cannot believe how fast people accelerate on a soft surface like that. Oh, <laughs> so talking sand drags, that was a perfect leeway. And I have to brag about my next door neighbor, Ken Stock. Ken Stock is um, been going to the desert for 30 years. Glamis is his heart and soul, just like mine. Um, he has put a lot of time and energy into his car. He's got a log travel, um, old school style long travel uh, buggy that he's um, built to the tilt. He literally just had uh, spent from New Year's. He blew the the motor, the just sand drags at New Year's. Um, uh, literally beat out everybody at the sand drags at Glamis in winning the and, races. Yep. Uh-huh. Until his and he motor had a blows. Cadillac North Star in it. He actually just did an LS three that's swap. A, that's a Cadillac engine. He had a yeah. Is the that North a V ten? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, a V ten built he, to the oh my god. Built to the tilt. You wouldn't <laughs> believe it. I mean, pretty much every time he went out from Thanksgiving to New Year's, he had to have the transmission rebuilt. Um, you know, these guys spend a lot of money on their on their oh, cars. I wish I had um, money like that. Well, uh, they he does the horsepower wars that happen. The horsepower wars, same as like the Sand Outlaw series. It's um, held a few times a year. Well, it just happened to be this weekend. Um, they raced yesterday, and it was up in Idaho, St. Anthony's Dunes in Idaho. Oh my god! Yesterday, there's a big um, dune complex a, in Idaho. Oh, it's huge. They have some of the big dunes out there. Um, really? Have yeah, you seen? Uh-huh. I've never been. No, I've 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 not been to St. Anthony's. I personally have not been to St. Anthony's. I, um, but I've been told that it's like our uh, Dumont. So Dumont for us is there's like 
Dumont has one, high. I've been to Dumont. It, they have big. high sand piles it's out there. It's big. It's a big dune. It's pretty much two dunes, but it's a big dune. But Anthony St. Anthony's has a big dune like that, and that's the one that they race up and shoot up. Um, and so he took his car yesterday, and um, you know it, it's like a bracket series. So you race and race and race and race right. to the down top to competitors the, down, you know, down, down to, to the, the last, last two. two and... Yeah, just you know, and he won. He won the overall. Um, Your I think neighbor they had won the overall. 40, yeah, I wow. think they had forty or forty-five cars racing yesterday, um, oh and he took it overall. So his car's called Anytime Baby. Um, it's a, a, a just built to the tilt. LS3 swapped out this time. They, he literally um, picked it up from Arizona from the company that did it. Didn't have time to test it. They took it straight from the dyno, straight up to St. Anthony's. And wow. I am so proud of Ken. I just had to brag about my neighbor. Um, I'm going to the desert with him, spending time out in the dunes. I mean, his car is super fast. So I'm so excited for the season to come and to make it back out to Glamis for that. Um, uh, and, and then um, just a shout out to his car, uh, Anytime Baby. That's actually from his military background and his time spent. That was his um his uh, uh what is it called your team your your group your squadron in the military um that was yeah I'm that nodding was the yes. name <laughs> yeah that's that was the name of of his that's team. what they called his group that's what they called him was anytime baby bring it on you know like the, <laughs> oh they're ready to we're throw ready. down anytime yep exactly if you so got it we got it <laughs> i just had to throw talk you know give a shout out to that's kin awesome. for for <sighs> the horsepower wars and winning speaking that of yesterday. shout outs quick shout out to rick moore i wonder if you're listening hi rick He's like the oldest supporter of SDRC. Him and Doug uh, McPeters, they have been helping us every little thing. He's putting flyers out on the shops. And I did a little off-road run. I invited a few people, and Rick was the only one that came. We went up uh, Bear Valley Road from Pine Valley up to the top. Beautiful in the evening. Anyway, he's just one of the great guys that helps us. Kind of behind the scenes. I asked him to come on the radio. Oh, no, I don't want to come on. (laughs) But uh, he will help us. He comes to meetings. He comes to events. He volunteers. So awesome dude. It's great to have people like that. Yeah, definitely. Huge shout out to him. Can I talk about uh, Friday night after work? I have a non-off-road job. I went over to uh, Cactus Park BMX and I practiced BMX for an hour and and talked to Vince and reminded him like, okay, you're invited to come to the uh, uh, lakeside uh, parade with SDRC and bring the kids. Oh yeah, we got a bunch of kids coming. So Vince runs the BMX track. He also is a desert rat. He goes to the desert. He's got a yep. he has a Chenoweth buggy with a 1950 engine. He yep. says that thing it never quits on him. Been, <laughs> he comes to the Lost Lizard every year. He's great. They have a lot of. They produce a lot of actual um, uh, big name riders out of Cactus Park. Some of those he kids does. have made it uh, really far um in the in the bmx riding industry Mm -hmm. um i've seen some of them make it out to uh oh my gosh i can't believe i'm blanking out on it right now it just happened uh x games and um, really yeah oh yeah the big jumps the big jumps and 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 big time names out in the sport for i just thought it was funny i raced bmx when i was a kid and and there not only was there no gray hair on the track like when i was 19 20 i was i was the oldest kid on the track racing well so it's not like that anymore friday night i was riding practice and i was riding next to kids who could easily be my grandkid (laughs) not just the dad (laughs) (laughs) like how times have changed 
So then yesterday uh, morning, yesterday day, I spent the whole day, 9 to 4.30, on Zoom with the Desert Advisory Council. So what the Desert Advisory Council is, it's people outside of the BLM who they get together periodically, and we go over activities that the BLM is doing. And this is not the Black Lives Matter BLM. This is the Bureau of Land Management, a federal agency that manages an awful lot of land in the country. So the land that we look at is the California Desert District, which is about 11 million acres of land in the California wow. Desert. So Palm Springs, El Centro, Ridgecrest, uh, Needles, and Barstow offices. And, and the office managers give reports. We had a report on the uh, Desert Tortoise. We actually had a report on the Rebel Rally Audrey, Ooh. yes, we watched the video, we, and they describe what's going on uh, because they'll be crossing a lot of Bureau of Land Management land. Yeah, they had to pull separate permits. They have Nevada, Arizona, and California permits that they had to uh-huh. pull for that. So the lady that processed the permit was on the uh, the meeting, was in the meeting, and she talked a little bit about it. And they had a video, and they talked, showed the girls, and they had, pic, you know, like, a, I guess, a, a drone from way above looking at these spectacular pictures and views of you know the vehicle and somebody standing on the hill with a shovel right in the spectacular desert background. It was really amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. So we, um, like, I'll go over just a couple of things they talked about. Uh, they're implementing uh, the Western Mojave uh, Route Network Project. So if you live in Los Angeles and you want to go to the desert, like you want to go to the northeast to that side of the desert, anywhere you go would be in this uh, BLM area. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of problems with it over the decades that an environmental group called the Center for Biological Diversity has been giving the BLM a lot of trouble about that. There's been a, a lengthy, lengthy lawsuit running for it. Well, it finally ended a couple years ago, and the BLM, they're... Okay, there's a route network. They're putting signs up. They're fixing some trails. They're blocking off closed trails. They're just doing stuff. So they gave us an update that they're working on it. Um, they're making a new road into Dumont Dunes. You just We just talked about Dumont a little bit. It's a, a fee area. It's a huge dune network. It, it's an interesting place. So we had somebody talk about the desert tortoise and the recovery plan. The desert tortoise is in a federally endangered species. Their population has been dropping. Um, it's a problem because it's it's a beautiful animal. There used to be a lot of them, and there aren't as many. They talked about three ways they uh, get in trouble. There are vehicle strikes, illness, and they're preyed upon. The babies are preyed upon by um, by ravens. Ravens love to eat the hatchlings, and they are trying to do stuff to save the tortoises by reducing the the ravens. <laughs> But, like, here's the logical thing. We go out there and we get a hunting group and we let them shoot the ravens, right? That makes sense. They're not indigenous. They, they're Nor just, are they endangered. They're not, they're not endangered. You see them all over. Unfortunately, they're protected by the Migratory Bird Act, a different act. So you have these, these competing federal acts that are bumping. So the, the BLM is working with the agency to try to get a um, – a waiver for the California Desert District so they can do things to stop We uh, need those. the turtle police. Well, you know, they're one of our past presidents, um, Ken uh, Spafora. Yeah, Chris. Um, I'm Chris sorry, Spafora. Chris, Chris 
Phillips before uh, um, our past president. I'm still on Kinstock. I'm just in shock and awe over my neighbor winning that. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so Chris yeah. before us, sorry, our past president, he has actually spent a couple decades working on the California desert tortoise and um, mm-hmm. what happened with it and what it is. We could spend a whole hour talking about yeah, the talk illness about, and what I want to talk about the illness. The, oh, my gosh. Well, we have to take it's a break. time so for the come, break. I know. We have to we'll come, come back. back. I have something really interesting about the illness. All right. We'll do that right here on SCORC Dirt Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to SDRC Dirt Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. The segment brought to you by K&J Termite and Pest Control. It's a family-owned and operated business with over 45 years' experience. Your Those family, nice. your health, and your home are very important things in the world, and we want to help you protect them. Their safe, reliable, and affordable pest control services will keep your home pest-free and healthy. You can check them out at 619-441-7378, or the website is kjtermiteandpestcontrol.com. Good. Check them out. Thank them for sponsoring S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio. We need to bring them in sometime. Yeah. We can talk bugs. Talk bugs. And and they off-road. So we're talking a little bit about... Uh, the uh, turtles. We out. were on the desert tortoise. Right. Desert now, tortoise. in California, off-roaders have lost more acres to the desert tortoise than any other cause. Wow. So you think about that. Like in the 70s, it was a, a, a vast area that you could go off-roading. California was an enormous place. You, they held races all over. It didn't, mm-hmm. like, it was not controlled. We, we lost millions of acres to the tortoise. Up in and off they, the 395 in the Mojave Desert. In the Mojave, like, De- yep, Mojave Desert Racing. Yep. So they, they got on the list, and people started trying to figure out how to save the, the tortoises. And they say that vehicle strikes are, are something that happens to them, and that's true. But not that many. If you drive down the 395 right well, now, if, you'll see millions of dollars of, of 18 uh, inch yeah. high fencing that's uh, 18 inch down and deep and 18 inch tortoise high. fence. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, fence. but the impacts are on the freeway, right? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the tortoise a, yeah. fence is it, it's usually people, on the freeway. Some of them are, do happen off of the dirt roads. But the majority of them happen on the freeway when they're walking across the road and you yeah. don't see them and spush. Off-roaders do not want to run over a tortoise. No. They, we, I mean, who Most wants to run? Most of us love That's them. crazy. Well, it's we, like we running love over it. a block of cement, We too. admire them. <laughs> it's too steep for a jump. So illness. So there was this, there's a, a, a virus that has gone through the population, and it was a problem. And they, they've uh, they isolated it. They know what it is. It has killed a lot of them. COVID. So So recent, it's not COVID. No, it's a, a more of, it's like a herpes virus. And um, it's an upper respiratory problem. And so the lady who's working on this, uh, she talked about it, and she said they tested turtles, tortoises that they found out there. They're perfectly healthy, and they have the virus. And you know what that means is that the ones who are susceptible have died, and the ones who are okay with it are alive and so there's natural selection happening in the tortoise. Like, okay, this is a virus that some tortoises, they don't die. They live. And then just like COVID. Are. It's like really, when you come right down to it's it. It's just like, it's just a part of natural selection. So closing the, so. the desert down would save them in what way? In almost no way. What we need to do, the, the biggest problem by far is the ravens. And they're really focusing on the ravens. So get this. 
they find raven nests and they put oil on the eggs and that suffocates the babies. Yeah, how inhumane. They put oil on the outside of the shell because the air goes through the shell and right. they can breathe that way. So oiling the eggs is one of their things that they do. Jeez. Uh, they, terrible. They, they found that if they just take the eggs, that the pair will, will make another nest and lay more eggs. Oh. So they... Um, this is how they're trying and to they reduce. Don't do it when they do that. I mean, they're reducing raven population. So I don't know what's worse to oil the eggs or to shoot the bird in there. Yeah. I don't know. In Akatia Wells, they have a big fence, three dimensional fence around the dumpster. And it's not to keep people out. They never lock it. It's to keep the birds from going in the trash and eating and then making more birds. The Imperial sand dunes. They have a lot of dumpsters spreading the trash. They, they all have lids, right? And you're supposed to keep the lid closed. Mm-hmm. That's because of the birds. Uh, what ha- Unfortunately, a lot more people live in the desert than used to live in the desert. And when people live in the desert, there's sources of food for the ravens. And they're just doing well out there. And when a clutch of baby tortoise hatch, there's a bunch of baby tortoises walking around. Uh, the ravens, they're flying. You see them just coasting around up there. They're looking, and they see that, and they eat all the babies. Mm. So that that... that touches bases on a lot of stuff but not for the the sicknesses that i was talking about this is one thing that i learned from chris back in the industry when i had first gotten into this of of the desert tortoise population and what happened and why we saw the drastic crash um in the early 90s they were doing the research on the desert tortoises and what was going on with them yes and so they um they had uh, uh key researchers going out and they were looking for desert tortoises and they were catching desert tortoises taking a sample tagging them and they, releasing them they put them um, in a bag but yeah and they would bring them to the headquarters yeah and they'd weigh them and they'd you know write stuff they'd put a tag on them and they'd and take, they'd them, take back them back where they found them and them. let them go well they were using a pillowcase for this you know each of the different the researchers that were going out and doing it well they <laughs> unfortunately were using the same pillowcase and never washing the pillowcase so you're capturing these tortoises that are healthy as can be and you're capturing these sick tortoises you know that have they spread whatever that it disease. is i don't know what it is you it know it was that it, upper respiratory disease i know i, I, I almost want to say it was like parvo for dogs but oh yeah um and well in the that was in the 25 this years was, ago yeah this was early in the early 90s when they figured it out you know and it and well, my these pillow wasn't two around, researchers so. that went out and did it you know would go and capture my pillow i love my pillow um, would capture them. They weren't, you know, cleaning. And so all the sick tortoises got the healthy tortoises sick and the population decreased by over half. Um, and, and it was associated to, and they associated out. it to, it took them like what, two years or three years to figure out what Anybody they were because the population, it was, oh, fo- it followed the researcher around. So they were able to figure out what happened and how it, happened in jail and now? Why. it, it takes no, a while to figure so. No, nobody um, got, in nobody trouble. got, yeah, unfortunately, nobody yeah, got I mean, a turtle, but. But thousands yeah, of desert tortoises died because of, yeah. Yeah. God forbid somebody kills a hundred of them. Yeah, uh, lots of lots. So of- the desert tortoise has been a problem for us. And I mean, the money they've spent on fencing and studies. Chris uh, Sprofera would go to these uh, meetings. They have a, a desert tortoise recovery uh, group meeting, and instead of coming up with ideas for things to do, that these people would say, "Well, we need to study this, and we need to study that." Well, it turns out that these are people who do studies for a living. 
and they want to just get paid to do more well, studies. Sure, that's all they so they would it. come up, well, we need to study this aspect of the tortoise, blah, blah, blah. So they would just have this endless stream of studies and bring in the results right. and not implementing uh, reasonable ideas on how to resolve how, the how issue, does, how to fix it. How no, they're basically telling you, yeah, you know, these tortoises are actually getting the disease and they dying. Got, they got problems. So you bought a side-by-side. Well, yeah, I had to get out there, and then I had to get a new helmet, and I had to get a driver's <laughs> suit, and I had to get gloves. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't, you know, I have to have water. So need a cooler. You know, I have a cooler, back, and right. I have to make sure it's got food in it, and I have to have, have, have... Yeah, like okay. So we we beat this poor tortoise to death. Yes, we did. Uh, at the DAC meeting, we also talked about Vinagre Wash, which is an area by the Colorado River, and um, the people from Walters Camp have been helping them uh, identify the routes that they want to bring into the uh, network. I thought that was cool. That's awesome. Um, in Imperial County, uh, the staff have been working on these two routes: uh, the Juan Batista de Anza. National Historic Trail and the Backcountry Discovery Trail. These are these are big uh, nationally known trails that are going to go from Mexico, not all the way north, but but a far distance north. And and the BLM is on board with making these official routes, so people will travel to Southern California to to drive these routes. Almost like the Pacific Crest, but it's going to like be back the Pacific Crest off highway vehicles. But it's for off <gasps> off highway vehicles. I'm yeah. so excited. So we can go out there and. Believe it or not, Audrey, you've will, been on some of those routes. I will plan a trip to do the whole thing, start to finish. Can I come with? I would love it. Let's do All it. Right. So they, uh, they've been working on the flat-tail horned lizard. That's a lizard that they've been trying to get on the endangered species list. Uh, three federal listing attempts and two state attempts. They failed. So when they tried to get it on the list, there's 11 different government agencies in Imperial County that got together, they formed a group. They said, if this gets on the list, it's going to be very difficult for us. So let's get together and do stuff to protect this lizard and try to keep it off the list. So they've called, they call it the MOG, the Manager's Oversight Group. So the MOG have come up with a, a variety of stipulations. It's like two and a half pages of stuff they do. And um, the BLM are just had a counting um, expedition. They, they have areas that are assigned to them, and they, they said they found 151 uh, lizards since June, and some of them they tag, and they weigh them, and they look at them, and they put them back. And so they're doing stuff. So flat-tailed horned lizards live in Ocotillo Wells. And um, they have tried to get it on the list so that they could close Ocotillo Wells. Audrey was saying earlier they want to go after Ocotillos. This is one of the tools they've they've used. And in two of the listing attempts, I've submitted comments to Fish and Wildlife asking them not to uh, put it on the list. I remember I did the um, the Freedom of Information Act request. I got a mountain of information and sorted through that, and I sent some of that to the Fish and Wildlife. So that was something. We have one of our our members, Steve Cheney, who used to work for um, the oh, from the state, state parks. Park, yeah, who actually and was he in actually was counting, counting, and so he learned how to find them. Yeah, so he actually helped us a lot with that as well. So that's so he huge. was a help. For um, sure. constant, we have to wrap it up. We've got yeah. less than thirty seconds, so I would just like fight. to say, so join join SDORC. The constant battle is here. These are all things that, that we work they on. They will try to get that lizard back on the list again. We're going to fight it. We have a lobbyist we're working with. 
And we're going to get her on on KCBQ. So stay tuned. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. Thanks for joining us San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. The program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego.